welcome back to another episode of the Brewcast, episode number 42. And of course, joined by my co-host, Mr. Sean Murray. How are you doing, Sean? I'm very well, Brian. I'm very well. First uh, first episode of the new year. First episode of 2023. Yeah, coming in with a bang. Yeah. How was your uh, How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Good. How was all that jazz? Good. It was good. COVID finally, finally got me. The vid finally got me the bastard it, after 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 what two two and a half years yeah I'd say three, like, yeah nearly, nearly three, three years yeah um it finally got you finally got me how, how was it how was it was experience? actually grand right i was sick for, i was positive for four and a half days i think um now saying that the day before i tested myself i was definitely positive as well yeah uh yeah i, I was feeling sick and i like, honestly covid didn't even cross my mind like it didn't like I was thinking like, it never crossed my mind. And then the, like the next morning I was kind of felt a bit worse and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, should I do a COVID test? And my mom was like, oh, it's hardly COVID. And I was like, well, I haven't gotten COVID. It could be. And lo and behold, the vid. The, vid. the double lines. And you know what I was as well? was I was like, it was, I I did the COVID test. I've done so many of them and they've always been negative. The, the, the secondary line came up nearly before. Like, do you know what I mean? So when the, when the, when the liquid was moving up the, the the thing, the second line came in immediately, and I was like, oh, "It was like, fuck. yeah, just like don't even bother. You have COVID." Yeah, I was like, like, "Oh, fuck. don't even bother. This is COVID." Um, and then I did, then I kind of thought maybe it was like a, a fucked up test, so I did a second one, and yeah, positive. And then one day, I think my second day, it's the day after I, t- I tested myself for like maybe six or seven hours, fuck, it was bad. Was it? Yeah, like. I had like, it was like waves. It was like, I felt okay. And then I felt horrific for an hour and then not too bad. And then horrific for another hour. It was weird. Like, um, surprised surprised that happened. Like on such a micro scale, like, you know, by, by the hour. No, literally it was just, it would just come and go, man. It was literally like wave. I've never seen that. And also, um, the, the like, kind of tiredness like the like fatigue oh, yeah, side of it yeah, was yeah, bad yeah. now fatigue, i had fatigue is brutal i had great sleeps though <laughs> like, that's it you, on you, the few days i go of it but you get like solid like 10 11 hours yeah sleeps, like, i conked head. yeah conked um and yeah luckily i tested negative on christmas eve Oh, happy days. So okay, the morning so. the morning of Christmas Eve, I tested negative. When it counts. So yeah, very good. I got to go to the pub with a few lads and stuff down in Derry Nan. So we went out to Derry Nan then for uh, Christmas. So we went down on the 23rd. I, I had to drive myself down um, and then stay in my room from on the 23rd. But then on the 20, morning of the 24th, woke up negative. So happy days. Do you know what? Like Christmas, I know everyone loves going out uh, to the pub on Christmas Eve. Like, Never been a fan of that. Or not that I've so never been a fan. I, I usually don't do it. It was just um like usually we're usually me and my me like my family and, and like my, one of my best friends family, Garrod's family, we usually go out in, into Cork City on for like a kind of a lunch slash early dinner. Right. Um at like two or three o'clock, go to a restaurant, have dinner, have a few drinks, and then we usually like do some last minute shopping or just drink on until about six o'clock. Yeah. Go to mass in Cork City and then go home then. That's usually what we do on, on, on a Christmas Eve. But the last few years we've gone down to Kerry. Yeah. Um so yeah, last day. So yeah, I I I so I yeah, I never usually do the whole like go to your pub, like go to the pub with all your friends kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I mean it was it was decent. It was it was a good laugh. I haven't seen a lot of the lads say at that on at the pub in Darren like James and Q. I haven't seen them for like three four years so it was it was pretty good Jesus. Yeah. yeah that's that, yeah. that's a good one it was nice it was like the first uh the first christmas could like since the pandemic that like everything felt normal it felt normal again yeah it definitely did definitely felt normal again yeah um like not not going out and feeling guilty about going out or limiting your circles um like that was that was a nice feeling also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know about you, like I was on the batter, something serious when I was home. No, I actually, do you know, what? I actually didn't take the piss um, too badly. Um, I went out with the lads on the when I got COVID. I got COVID from going out with all my lad friends um, on the sixteenth or something, sixteenth, seventeenth. And that was carnage. That night was like we went to the pub at six o'clock. 
we had like a ferocious amount of points until about nine or half nine and then we went for dinner at night at half nine like to like a decently nice restaurant in in, in the city and uh i look over and the boys are pouring naggins into into their water glasses oh, i'm for, like oh. and they're just passing it around the fucking table and i was like lads for fuck's sake are you bringing a naggin in and they're like naggin naggins oh, plural days. they had like four or five fucking naggins of uh crouching tiger hidden naggins stop of um what you call it fucking um jaeger and oh, I, 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 yeah i was like for fuck's called, sake call the whole thing i off. know so that is a and then and then we all and then the, we, we we like with the lads were like oh we should try and get free dessert so literally every five to ten minutes they started singing happy birthday to me just randomly. <laughs> um and then we at the end of the night then we we all decided we all had to do like uh, a thank you speech so all, all, of all of us stood up in the restaurant and out loud gave like a two to three, four minute speech. Jesus. Yeah. So I'd, say, I'd say everyone's heads were melted with you. Absolutely. I'll, I'll show you a video um, after the pod of like how fucked we were. We were fairly bad now. But like it was grand because it was half nine and thankfully everyone else in the restaurant I think was equally as sauced. So I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> like I think if that wouldn't have gone down well at like six or, or, yeah, or like seven yeah, yeah. o'clock. In fact, it was like nine thirty. Everyone was pretty sauce. Uh, every, everyone, was everyone was like on a wavelength below you guys, but pretty, 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 pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It was bad. But yeah. And then but honestly, and then I had a few drinks here and there with the family. Went out for, on New Year's Eve, um, to the to the pub. But like, honestly, I think those were the only two or three big nights I had. Like honestly, so Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, I think it was like the, so the first night I got in, went for like a nice steak dinner with the family, which was nice. The next night I went out to meet uh, my best mate, Paul, we went for a walk and it, we, cause this the exact same thing happened last year as well. It went from like a uh, walk to like, we, we stopped in for a pint and we're like, yeah, yeah, go on, we'll stop in for a pint. So then we had, we had a, a pint or two of Guinness and then we just had, then uh, another one of my, my oldest friends, Ross, like he came down. And like exact same like as as last year, it was kind of very impromptu drinking. And then, you know, we were about to leave, and we got a bit of food, we got a chipper, and then uh, when we when we got a text from a few other lads, been like, oh yeah, we're here watching the United match. Uh, I think we were playing Burnley in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. So went back, was drinking even more then, and stayed stayed out to the last orders, which was like twelve, but like we'd started like four. Oh, and Jesus. It like, and it was one of those things where like it was like deceptively drunk. Like I thought I was fine until uh my mother the next day was like, Jeez, some amount of shy coming out of your mouth last night. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so there's there's a couple of or like, you know, there was a couple of occasions where I went into the local uh and just like had a bit of a late one and then Christmas itself was quiet. Stephen's day was, you know, pretty like it was, it was good crack. Like I wasn't, I didn't go too crazy, but everyone else was like Rob Carnage, like, like hammered. It was like my entire school year was in like one snug in one of the local bars and scaries. Everyone just decided to go there and Joe Mays. Uh, so it was great, like catching up with everyone and stuff, but like I wasn't going too, too heavy and everyone else was just getting like lashing it into them. So it was fucking nice. It was gas from my point of view, just like having these like, drunken conversations while not drunk yeah yeah um yeah and then then your your missus came over then yeah afterwards yeah andrea came over um so that was that that was a, that was that was that was class like such a such a, a surreal feeling having like a boyfriend or girlfriend back in your hometown like yeah yeah, yeah. having like your other half from over this side of the world because like i was saying to her like you know you've, you've met all of my friends and all like you've seen all all of me like like on the Canada side, but there's all this part of me, like oh, yeah. 25 years of my experiences like that you haven't seen uh, here in Scaries and in Dublin and whatnot. And like, she hadn't met any of my like, like closest friends. Um, mm -hmm. So that was like, that was, it was just weird in a good way, seeing her like walking around my hometown and then yeah. like interacting with like my friends and family and whatnot. But um yeah that, that, that was unreal like that was like that was and again that was like so i was already a week in when andrea got there and then like that was another two weeks 
mm. of like showing her around, going out. Like we we're going to did the Guinness storehouse, did all the local. We did local pubs. We did uh, pubs in Dublin as well. Um, went to the Brazen Head and uh, the Liberties because, of nice. course, our first date was the Brazen Head and Liberty Village in Toronto. Nice. Okay, so that, yeah. that was a nice callback. Um, did like this, some distillery tours. Um, and uh, yeah, like we went, we went to Kilkenny as well. Uh, but like a lot of drinking involved. A lot of drinking. So like, geez, man, by the time we got back, I was fucking exhausted yeah yeah no that's fair um yeah no i i, I came back uh the 29th so i kind of couldn't go too hard after christmas i think that kind of saved me yeah, yeah um and yeah no it was, it was it was good it was it was good it was good it was it was nice to see everyone um like to have covid not to have to fucking um what do you call it you'll go go home and be careful for the first two weeks and test yourself constantly. It was just nice to be able to go home, yeah, see your friends, you know, and just go get back to normal. So, um, yeah, um, and again, since the last time we spoke, we've had the, the end of the World Cup, we've had the Prem, um, and you know, I think we we wanted to possibly go through our top ten transfers of this year. But before we get there, let's just I guess have a quick chat about how the Prem is going. It's been a fucking crazy season so far. Um, Arsenal are now, what, seven points clear of City with a game in hand or something? Yeah, I think it's seven or eight. Um, which is fucking insane. They scored a last-minute winner against us last week. Um, no real complaints there. They were definitely the better team. Um, and yeah, I, I don't. I just think it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just another one of these freak years but we seem to be having more and more of um you know apart from the cities kind of constantly winning we do seem to be having these freak seasons every you know four to five years of these teams just playing absolutely ridiculous and winning the league so you know they still have a long way to go yet halfway through the season but Arsenal are looking good so far yeah and I think it was I don't know if it was one of the previous podcasts or if it was just a night out but I remember saying to like a few of the lads who are Arsenal fans it's like um my opinion was that if Arsenal recruit well in January mm. they genuinely really have a shout yeah in um in going all the way because like you know Jesus started off brilliantly like just you know, Arsenal was so dynamic up front and then tailed off a bit and got injured. And then the real the real question was around like, well, you know, I know Eddie and Kelly, like he's he's a very, very good footballer and, you know, great player for Arsenal. But like, is he the man to lead you to the Premier League title? Now, that being said, like he, he scored he scored two games or scored two goals against United, played brilliantly well, but like mm. but can he do that like consistently? Like, can he hit those top figures? And, you know, there's there's doubts about that. And then not even just around him then. It's like with, with Jesus out, it's kind of a similar situation to United. You're kind of limited in your attacking options. Yeah. But they but they recognized that and brought Trossard in. Yes. From Brighton, who's a very Great good signing. signing. Great signing. And now they're looking at getting uh, Moises uh, Caicedo. Yeah. Brilliant mid- dynamic midfielder from Brighton again. Um. So those are two very like, uh, really good tactical signings yeah. uh, that'll bolster the squad, improve competition, keep everyone on their toes, and mm. if like they can rotate, and if someone gets injured, like they have options there. So yeah, because I mean, I have to say that is one of the things Arsenal have been lucky at so far is that they've really only had one key injury. Like if you compare it to the likes of Liverpool, for example, yeah, who have seven, eight, Chelsea. nine players, Chelsea similar. Um, Arsenal have been very lucky so far this year, um, uh, in terms of injuries. But as you said, I think they're recruiting well. Um, it just shows I think the difference between Arteta is, you know, three years into his rebuild versus someone like a Ten Hag who's six months into his rebuild. Um, that the Arsenal board and the Arsenal owners are finally buying into Arteta and what he represents and what he wants to bring the club to what level he wants it to like bring it up to. Yeah, and they're and they're backing him like it's as simple as that really. I mean, paying paying over a hundred mil 
in a January transfer window for two players is a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I know the transfer market is going a bit crazy at the moment, but that is a lot of money to spend on two players in January. Yeah. So but the uh, like the owners, the owners believe in him. Yeah. Um. You know, and and rightfully so to be fair. Rightfully so. Like even like even as Arsenal fans, like I know they could. You know, they'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, you always believe we win the league. But, like, I don't think anyone could have predicted, like, how good Arsenal would be this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah. like in our in our start of season podcast to say nobody, nobody was nobody was like, oh, yeah, do you know what? I think Arsenal, Arsenal could be the ones to do it. Everyone was looking at um, uh, City and Liverpool again. Yeah. Um, they were they weren't part of the picture whatsoever. We we're ne- talking nope. about nope. them compete with United for fourth. Um, yeah, max, max, possibly even fifth and sixth. Like it was, it was to try and get maybe a Europa League spot. If, yeah, if yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, like absolutely. Um, so no, no one's expecting that. No one expect, no one expected Chelsea to tail off as bad as they could. Like Tuchel, like his like his team went off a cliff there, and then you know Graham Potter's kind of been struggling to find his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has Chelsea actually did a very un-Chelsea thing though, and they came out and publicly backed him. Yes, uh, because I think they recognise that, uh, they recognise that you know he's come in and it's not his team. Yeah. So like judging him on managing someone else's team is a bit unfair. Yeah. Um, Todd Bowley has has just been playing like fucking Fucking fancy league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) With like unlimited budget. Football Um, manager, like. Um. To be fair, I, I don't know. I just think, first of all. When we do our predictions for next year, right, come June or next August or whatever it may be, for me, Chelsea, I, I think I'm putting Chelsea top two, if not if if not winning the league next year. I, I, the team that they are building is actually going to be so fucking good next year and it's not being talked about. Now, we're not going to talk about next year now. I'm just saying, like, Chelsea are buying shit loads of players a lot of them aren't joining now. They're joining in the summer. And I, I think it's just... They're actually building an insanely good team. Um, now, we shall see, obviously. But, yeah, like, they have Nkunku, like, coming in the summer. Like, loads of players coming in the summer. They just got that new right-back, uh, Gusto. Yeah. Um, and Mudrick. Mudrick, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think the Chelsea team will be a lot stronger next year. I think... Um, Potter just needs to just kind of get through this season. Hopefully, they can maybe scrape a fifth, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe fifth or sixth, Are depending they still on in the Champions League. Oh God, I I, I don't know. I, I think they're I think I, they're the knockouts, aren't they? I was it. I thought wasn't it every English team got through. I could be wrong now. I could be wrong. Um, I could say I'll I'll quickly Google that there. While we uh while we go, but uh I wouldn't be surprised. I think I th- I think Chelsea are true. I don't think I think I yeah because I can't recall any shocks in the group stages like um well except for Barcelona. I know they got knocked out. Yeah, I yeah, I was it. Barcelona. Yeah, so yes, Chelsea are playing Dortmund next. That'll be a fun tie. That will be a good tie. Um and yeah, that guy Mudrick, he's only played a few minutes so far. Christ, he's rapid. Yeah, he looks. He <sighs> looks. He looks quick now saying that though at the same time Anthony looked like an absolute world beater in his first four or five games for like United as well he's kind of fallen off a bit so but we'll see he's very young um definitely is a player that has that kind of almost like Eden Hazard type of esque kind of play to him very quick very nimble but we'll see if if you know Potter can can put him into you know I guess build him into a player like well as 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 Mudrick says himself you know talent isn't enough dodgy tattoo yeah so bad so bad lads are loving the tattoo in the middle of the neck now like and it's shocking like it's not even it's not even like over to the side that you could like he has tattoos all over his neck like it's yeah it's not my cup of tea now personally but dodgy fair play to him um and yeah um i guess it has to be said i know this is gonna piss off a lot of the lads but look it's part and parcel of it liverpool are absolutely fucking shite at the moment um yeah not to say that you know not say that they can't come back they're only 10 points behind united with a game in hand um and you know in the prem we're halfway we're halfway through easily they can easily turn that around yeah. I, I think people writing them off for top four is a bit early right now 
but they do need to start playing again, man. And they have a lot of injuries. But yet again, I said this in the Prem Predictions back in August or whenever we did it. I said Liverpool are a good few players, a good few injuries away from not being that team that, that we know of. Now, I had them down as third. I said maybe they might fall to fourth. But in no way that I think it would be this bad. Like, yeah. no way that I think it would be this bad. I think... Uh... I think they're just a team at the end of the cycle and yeah, the ends have to rebuild, yeah. They have to, yeah, they have to rebuild. Um they um uh, yeah, I like the, I think I think they're bollocks. I think they're exhausted. Um I think I agree. Like like now like commend them. Like the stuff that they have done over the past couple of years has been like extraordinary. Some of the football they played was like devastating devastating oh, yeah. and um you know they've like they made it to three champions league finals they won the premier league against city uh they they took they took city to the limit a couple of times and like that would that would have an effect on you uh both both mentally and physically like you know do do we still have the fight um and i just i i think i think just they're they're just a bit shot at the moment Yep. Um, and that's something that's always quite tough to to claw back, especially like mid season. Yeah, no, um, I, I I agree. I mean, look, like at the end of the day as well, fucking, you know, Nunez, it does seem like a good player. He's causing a lot of menace on a pitch. He just can't. He just simply cannot score currently. I that can't last. Like, there's no way he's gonna be able. To, he's gonna start putting the ball in in the net very soon. Um, he'll and, figure he'll figure it out. He'll tie it together. I but think. like for me, it's not even Nunez. It's not been ta- this has not been talked about enough. Salah has been fucking awful this year. Yeah. He has fallen hugely from grace. Him and Son for Tottenham have been absolutely not awful, but in comparison to their usual levels, they've fallen off an absolute cliff. And in every game, Salah doesn't look like he's himself anymore. Since he signed that like that like contract, he doesn't seem half the player he was. It um, it shows it shows how much the effect Sadio Mane on the team had on the team. I said well. that again as well. It, back back in August, I said Mane is going to be a way bigger loss than Liverpool think. I still think they should have sold Salah last summer. I said it again in the podcast back then. They should have sold Salah and had the money to try and buy a Bellingham or reinforce the midfield with a Caicedo or someone but oh no they bought forwards then they bought Gakpo in January which has to be one of the strangest signings I've ever seen a, 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 a team do I honestly think it was a signing of I we don't want Man United to uh, get him so we'll <laughs> get him it's like what we did with Ronaldo genuinely yeah like I just it's strange like it's the one area of the pitch you're getting absolutely slapped around in every week is the like midfield and you go ahead and you buy a winger it just makes no sense like. yeah i was very i was very surprised like um i thought Gakpo straight up would have been united or arsenal mm-hmm. like because he was he was like he's actually better suited to those teams um, yeah now don't get me wrong i do think Gakpo will be an excellent pair for liverpool by the way i i do want to clarify that it i was, just th- i just think for what they need it'd be strange and it's you know what it was what united have been doing for the last few years We've needed a CDM for so fucking long. Yeah. So long. And we've been, not. we'll get this player, we'll get this player, we'll get this player. And every, look, at the end of the day, a game is won and lost in the midfield. Because you, you lose the midfield battle so badly, it puts extra pressure on your defenders. And yeah. it makes good defenders, a.k.a. Van Dijk, look very fucking average. And that's, and that's exactly what's happening to Liverpool. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, you see Casemiro comes in to the the United team, and now you see players even like the likes of Harry Mag- Harry Maguire playing better. It's not because he's playing better; it's because there's not as much pressure on the back four. Yeah, Casemiro is that anchor in the midfield. He and has Liverpool, yeah the safety net exactly right, and Liverpool are missing that now. And I don't know, Fabinho seems to have fallen off a cliff this year as well. He seems to be nowhere near. The level that 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 he used to be again. I just think like they're all exhausted. No, sorry, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not. I'm just saying it's just crazy. Like it's just, they seem to be 
shadows of their former selves. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But look, I, at the end of the day, this summer is going to be very interesting. You, you're you're going to have Liverpool being bought by probably a Qatar or a Saudi Arabia. You'll have United being bought by whoever doesn't buy Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the, yeah, whoever, yeah. whatever other families left. Um, it is Qatari. I saw Kuwait apparently want to buy us as well. Um, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of differences next year. Um, I can see a lot of teams, you know, going for the really big players, the Bellinghams, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's going to be very interesting. But ultimately, we'll get to it later on. We we we'll talk about who we think is going to win the league and who we think uh, maybe is going to get top four. But yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. But then again, I'm never going to write off Liverpool just because, like, you know, the last few years, they can, if they, like, flip that switch, they're without doubt one of the best teams in in the league. And like, they have so. that, they do have that winner's mentality. Yeah. Like, they have done it. They know yeah. how to do it. It's just whether they can, uh, it's whether they can find it. Yeah. They I don't agree. have it right now, be it physical or mental tiredness, um, whether you know I, like I don't <laughs> obviously don't have the answers for Jurgen Klopp and I'm yeah. sure he's working them out but if he can find that spark then of course they'll be formidable and they'll be a threat um, yeah. but yeah right now it's just it's just not happening for them like that Brighton no. game that Brighton game they just looked like a shell but no. like we've seen United like that plenty yes, of times 100%. you know um, United the first two games of the season for example yeah, yeah just easy to beat but then also that's a testament to the strength in the league it's a the league, it's a very <laughs> the Premier League is a very unforgiving league now. Yes, like, because there's so any team can be any team now. Yeah, hundred because there's so much money in it. Yeah. Um, like teams can strengthen. Like like even like you know you're you're hearing stories of uh, you're hearing stories of um, what's his name uh, Zaniolo, uh, like one of Roma's top players, and AC Milan are in for them, and their their competition is uh, is Bournemouth. Yeah. And Bournemouth have more financial power than AC Milan, which is wild. There's just so much money in the Premier League. Um, so, anyway, like, it's a very unforgiving league because anyone can beat anyone. So, yeah, like, I agree. And that's why, that's why I think that's what, why what's happening to Liverpool is happening. Like, uh, they're having a bad spell, but they're also having a bad spell in, like, the toughest league in the world. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, and what and what, I guess what one last shout before uh, we get to maybe our our uh, top ten transfers of of the season. Um, fucking Newcastle are hopping. Newcastle are hopping. They are. Almiron they are. is so good. Miggy Miggy Almiron, absolutely. He is so good. He is making Jack Grealish eat his words, um, isn't he? Sven Botman has been class. Kieran Trippier has been fucking class. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Like, this is the thing, right? Like Newcastle are in a great position because they have no European football and they're only in the Carabao Cup now. Uh, same as say, you know, we're in all four competitions still. Yeah. We're in obviously Prem, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Europa League. So we're, we're competing on all four fronts, right? Um, I think we're the only English team to be still competing in all four. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll get to the, 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 like top four discussion after we go through our top 10 transfers. Um, but it's going to be very close this year. I reckon very close. Um, so come here, you have a top 10 list. I do. Let's, let's chat through it. Okay. So I don't have a top 10 list, so I'll just see whether you're, and I'll, I'll, I'll tweak based on your list and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah. Or where I put in mind. Okay, number ten, Bernd Leno. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't I haven't really seen much of him, but I know yeah. Fulham, I know Fulham overall are doing very well, so I can only imagine that he's yeah. doing quite well. Number so. nine, another Fulham player, Andres Pereira. I think he's played very well for them. He's he doesn't necessarily score a lot of goals, but he's setting up a lot. He's a lot of assists, and, and he does seem to be kind of running the show from that kind of ten role for them. Okay, yeah. Um, I got number eight is Zinchenko for Arsenal. Yeah, he's 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 been an absolutely fantastic signing for them. Um, and he's given he's given that versatility. Uh, he's given a bit of a bit of competition to Tierney at left back, or not even competition, but complimenting as well. 
Um, so that's 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 great to see. Um, so he's yeah he's he's been a, he's been a he's been a very shrewd signing as well. He has. He was he was great. He was at, like I don't know. It was, I just think it was it was a weird signing from City because they don't really have another left back. Like I I don't understand why they got rid of him. Like he's a perfect bench player. Yeah, I'm surprised they let him go. Yeah, to go to so Arsenal. I'm really surprised to be honest with you. Great, like great squad player. He he suited uh, he suited Guardiola's system very well. He knew how to play in that City team. Yeah. So yeah, surprising, but yeah, very good sign. Very good sign. Definitely in the top ten. Uh, okay, next I have another Fulham player, uh, Joao Paulinha. He's yeah, been he's been class. He's been brilliant. He reminds me of um, he reminds me of Kaka. Yeah, like he, Paulinha is the type of player now. He should be moving to a Spurs next year. He's far too good for Fulham. Or Liverpool. Or Liverpool. If I were Liverpool, I'd take him. Um, number six, I have Nick Pope. Yeah. Because I think he's been so solid for, for Newcastle. Um, I believe he has the highest, if not the second highest, save percentage in in the league at the moment. This season, this season should be the one to help him propel to get him to England number he, one. She's, he's, I, I, he is England's best keeper. Like, he, it's, there's no doubt in that. I, I just think England needs to you know, have the whole Southgate situation. So, look, it is kind of what, what like it is. But, um, yeah, for me, I think he's hands down. I think he's the hands down the best keeper in the league this year, um, personally. I think Jose Sa has, 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 has been pretty good as well. But I would say Nick Pope, personally, I think is the best. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, I don't know. I think yeah. I put Sa ahead because I'd say Sa has been tested a lot more than Pope mm-hmm. because the Newcastle defense. I mean, I'm sure we'll come to that now in a second, but the Newcastle defense overall has yes. improved immeasurably. 100%. So I I don't think Pope is under as much pressure as Sa would be. Like Sa is absolutely fantastic. Or um, what's what's your man's name? The Brighton keeper, um. Oh, um, I forget his name. It's a, it's a, I think it's a Spanish name, uh, but he, he has been performing brilliant as well. Robert um, um, Sanchez. Is it Robert Sanchez? Yeah. Yeah. Robert Sanchez. He's, he's been brilliant as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, but like, no, like as a new sign, like Nick Pope. Yeah. Definitely, definitely having pretty high. Yeah. Uh, number five, I have Christian Eriksen. Yeah, for the value. Yeah, he that's provides. why he's higher than most. He's free. It's because he was free. Yeah, okay. I think I think he's done well. He has had a lot of goals and 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 assists for uh, United. And I'm yeah. surprised no one else was in for him. I'm surprised it was just United and Brentford. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm very surprised he didn't go like a, a return to Spurs or something. Yeah, or even Arsenal. Or Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, number four, I have Lissandro Martinez. Yeah, of um, course. I think that's absolutely not even debatable. He's been definitely one of the best defenders in the league this year. Again, um, based on the reason I'd agree with that is based on, and also I think I, I'm gonna agree with you with like one of the, one of the higher options. It's based on how they have transformed the team, and he yeah. he was a crucial yeah. addition to the it's, defense. Yeah. So yeah. So when I'm saying my top ten transfers, it's what transfer has made the biggest impact to the team they've joined, right? So, like, you know, it's not just goals and, 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 and assists and stuff. It's what's the impact that, that they've had for that team? Have they improved the team overall? That's where, I'm, that's where I came with this list from. Um, and I think he definitely does that. I think him and, him and Bruno uh, with, with, with Casemiro in that midfield really really have changed the way that that Man United have played um, now I don't think Eriksen has has the legs to be fair um, anymore but I still think he still is so skillful and has the passes that he can still do a job similar to what Modric does now Modric has the engine don't get me wrong but I'm just saying kind of you know, he's he's a player that kind of just sits and sprays he's, he's a good ball player and that's yeah. exactly what we need exactly. like we, we sorely need that yeah, until uh, we get like a you know, until we get like a a Frankie de Jong or someone else to to sit in next to yeah. to uh, Casemiro. But on but on Martinez also he can play ball. He he loves a tackle. Um, yeah. 
despite his size, excellent at aerial duels. Oh, he's ridiculously good. Like, um, like anyone who's like, oh, he's too short to play, like, absolutely in the bin. Because he's been definitely, definitely top three defender in, in the league, if not higher than that, um, for me this year. Um, at number three, I have another defender. I have Sven Botman. Because I think he's been phenomenal for Newcastle this year. Um, yeah, I'm not going to argue because, and it's only because I haven't watched enough of Newcastle. Fair. Um, but people have been raving about Botman, so yeah, I, I, I won't, I won't argue that one. That's fair. Um, number two, this one we might find is controversial, uh, and might some people might say it's it's a bit biased, and that's fine. But at number two, I have Erling Haaland. You see, I've been I've been noodling about this one now yeah. today, and I um, and I'm gonna accept any hate coming towards my way because I know it's I I'm gonna get it because so, I know what the arrogance gonna be. Oh, he scored twenty five goals. So I tell you what, give so, me so give me two and one, and then you can talk about so, why. Yeah. So two for me is er, is 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 Haaland. Okay, and, and then, then one is Casemiro. Okay, so why why is Casemiro over Haaland for you? Because the impact he's had at United is absolutely he's completely transformed the the team. Like completely transformed the team. We've been crying out for a CDM for so long. And if I get a CDM, it'll 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 you know, it's kinda of like the problem with Liverpool. Our midfield is being overrun every week and too much pressure on the back four, we're conceding too much goals, and if we had a CDM, it would just help us so much. And it's been ignored, 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 year after year, and finally we get a CDM. To be honest, out of nowhere, I was never expecting a Casemiro to join fucking United. And even if he did, I thought like, oh, well, Real's only going to sell a kind of a finished player, so he's not going to... And man, he's been hands down, in my opinion, the best CDM in the league. Him him and Partey for me, I think Casemiro edges Partey for me anyway, he does. Um, but you know, Casemiro has been phenomenal. Completely changes the way United play, the confidence that we can play with now. We can have Bruno and Ericsson playing a lot higher up the field. The back four are a lot are a lot more comfortable now. Um and yes, Haaland has scored twenty five goals in the Prem and we're halfway through the season. Absolutely phenomenal. We've never seen scoring like this ever however i don't think it's affecting and impacting man city's performances as much as casemiro has affected man united's so that's my opinion on it okay i completely see your point um i i am gonna swap them around i'm still putting Haaland as number one um I for the for but it's like it's neck and neck for me like again for the reasons you're saying Casemiro has completely transformed that United mm. team has given them the stability like has given them like a solid base can can play ball so well as well keeps them ticking like to go from a midfield of McFred to now like Casemiro and Ericsson and like you know Bruno helping out there as well like United are a team transformed um that being said Haaland yes has been absolutely eating up goals for fun like he he has already beaten the the top scoring record for last year yeah. and it's only like halfway through the season right by like by like two goals or the reason why i put him at number 1 as a transfer is his value and his age fair Haaland should have been at least like a hundred and fifty million pound player Minimum, at yeah. at least. I, I would say two hundred to be honest with you. And they got him for sixty. Yeah. They got him for sixty or sixty five or something like that. And second, his age. He's gonna be their striker for quite some time, provided uh, that he doesn't move on, like yeah. decide to move on. And if I he, think he does, to be honest. But like yeah, he, they but, they still have him for at least three years. But if it? he does, think of the profit they'll make off oh, of yeah. Erling oh, Haaland. Yeah, it'd be silly. Like yeah, yeah. at least a hundred million they'll make on Erling Haaland, mm-hmm. um, and I know I see your point on the uh, his his dynamic within the team. It changes the team, uh, somewhat similar to what we saw with Ronaldo and United. How like he he like cleans in the goals, but the people around him aren't um, playing as well as they would have without him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but I feel like City will crack that. 
City will so did, absolutely... I, I actually agree with you. I, I, I think like... And and if and when they do... Yeah. Oh, it, it, see, this is the thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And we'll get to who we think is going to win the league and, you know, whatever after this. But one thing I would say is I do think City have been so used to playing without, without uh, you know, uh, out and out nine for the last few years that I think they still really haven't fully adapted to actually having one. I don't think Haaland gets enough service than, than he needs. Um, and with what United did against City of, if you man-mark De Bruyne, it cuts off Haaland pretty much. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Like, um, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I'm not going to argue if you swap Casemiro and Haaland around. Like, you know, um, yeah, like Haaland's going to score 40 probably if not mid 40s amount of gold this season which is absolutely frightening like yeah, yeah i yeah. don't think i don't think we will if Haaland keeps going and doesn't get injured uh, and does end up scoring the 40 to 45 goals or whatever it is uh, this season i don't think we will ever see that broken like unless we see a another generational ronaldo-esque player joining the league but here's the thing like we were looking at Ronaldo a couple of years back, being like, oh, I don't think we'll ever see anyone hit the numbers that that he had." And then, like, mm. now we're talking Haaland, who is like, and, and do you know what? If you look at the numbers that Ronaldo and stuff has put up, mm. like, did you see this? So, like, in order for Haaland to get yeah. near Ronaldo's uh, record, I think he has to score over sixty goals a year. It's forty five goals a season for the next for 10, next for next sixteen seasons. For is, the next is, sixteen is seasons. how I saw it. So if you saw sixty for ten, that's for around 10. the same, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Haaland has scored forty five goals a season for the next fifteen or sixteen seasons to even get close to Ronaldo's current goal scoring record, which is fucking insane. And then Messi's up there as well. Yeah. So, um so yeah, it's 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 a wild one, but I I I'd still put Haaland as as, as number one. That's n- fair, n- absolutely. I, like I'm not even going to argue with you because, um, yeah, like yeah, because I mean ultimately I know the Haaland's going to, you know, uh, get to prop minimum mid thirties, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Like minimum mid thirties. Oh, he only he only needs ten more goals. For but that. see, my thing for me is like Haaland's the type of player who he gets injured quite a lot. People forget this. He's pretty much injured nearly every single time. Like every single year he picks up a knock for at least kind of two, three months. Uh, and now yeah, he might but, not get that. But I'm just saying. But I he's just had like a, uh, like a month and a bit break. This is true. Cuff, very so, true. Very so he's true. still fresh. Very true, yeah. Um, okay. So look, moving on then, I guess um, we'll go to, I guess, you know, pr- 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 our predictions back in August and, June is kind of null and void because they were kind of fairly far off. Um, but right here, right now, we're halfway through the season. Who do you think is going to win the league and who do you think is going to get top four? I think Arsenal are going to hold on. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think Arsenal are going to hold on. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be Arsenal, City, um, United and Newcastle. I think so too. Oh, sorry. I agree with the third fourth i think it will be united and newcastle i think city i think city kick into gear to be honest with you, you now so? i do now saying that i did hear someone say to me there the other day um maybe city are just going to concentrate in on on the champions league i think because I, now, ultimately i think the players and i know for a fact pep really wants that champions league well that's about my like uh i i Arsenal's my pick for the league, but I, I do think City will win the Champions League this year. Yeah, I agree. But, I don't know. I just still think, personally, you have, like, Man City, and you have players like Foden, who really hasn't kicked into gear yet. Bernardo Silva. Silva hasn't hasn't kicked into Silver. gear. Silver. Uh, Bernardo Silva hasn't hasn't kicked into, in, into gear yet. So, and man, you also haven't been playing with their two main fucking defenders. They haven't been playing with fucking Laporte. They haven't been playing with Diaz. People forget this. Is Laporte their number one? I would say so. I think Laporte and Diaz are their two strongest, personally, yeah. I thought and, it would be Diaz and, and Stones. And, and, and if not, it would be Diaz and Stones. They haven't played together. 
So like I I think they get they sort out their team and they push on and they really start delivering ball to Holland and I they could go, you know, the next tw- you know whatever it is fifteen games, eighteen games without losing like and that could easily happen. They they have that good of a team, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think at the moment they definitely look a bit off it. Um, but again, it's a t- it's a team that they can kick in. So look, I I it be it would be cool to see Arsenal win. Now be this is a pain because Arsenal fans are so fucking annoying in general. So them them winning would just be an absolute pain in the hole, um, in general. But yeah, it would be nice to see another another team winning. Um, and I definitely think it'd be United third and Newcastle fourth. I don't think. Chelsea are gonna kick on to fourth. I don't think no, Spurs Chelsea have are it. way off. Chelsea are yeah. nowhere close. I don't think Spurs have it, and I don't think Liverpool have it. I really don't. I just think Liverpool, even if they get a few of their players back and they win games, they're ten points off. Like that's like it's not that many games. Three games for United to lose and three games for Liverpool to win. But right now, I don't at think this conversation, can I see Liverpool? Finishing the season better than, than United? No, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't see this United doing a ten point swing to this Liverpool right now. Yeah, exactly. Right now, now saying if, that, if it we was get, we if get, it was in, the other way around. Yeah. Now, if and if it was sorry, if it was um, if this was last season and yeah. it was that United versus that Liverpool, oh, and it was ten points, Liverpool ten points behind. Oh, within three weeks, they're fucking without a shadow of a doubt. But us, yeah. like we were saying earlier on, I think they're they're tired. Um, they. They can't seem to find what they need no. to to be the Liverpool of even like up to last season. Um, but nowhere near. And I don't think United are going to go off a cliff uh, that much and Liverpool are going to swing it back. So, yep. And I, I think Newcastle are like very, very solid. And their yep. final, like the result against Fulham was huge. Yeah. A couple of weeks back. Yep. Um, and the, the fact that Newcastle literally will only have the Carabao Cup final against us. And yeah. then, apart from that, every game they play is prem. Yeah. So they have six, seven days break. United are paying are playing a game every three days. Every three days for the next sixty four days or something absolutely insane. So I think we're gonna get a lot more injuries. I think we're gonna get pick up a lot of more. You know, like also the one thing I'm gonna happy about is we're playing Barca in the Europa League. And I'm looking forward to it so much. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. But like, if we lose, I am honestly not gonna be too fucking gutted at all because I think if we want to concentrate on top four and possibly winning a trophy in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, I I am happy to move the Europa out of the way because for me the Europa is a backdoor way to get into Champions League. Yeah. Right. And if we're already firmly in the top four race then i don't think it's necessary to concentrate your 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 efforts and your um players on a tournament that really doesn't mean anything the barca games are going to be fun because like barca have firepower so they're going to cause our defense problems but their defense isn't amazing they are they are absolutely susceptible to giving away goals um so i think i think like you know they could both turn into like crazy open games yeah um yeah i'm, I'm really excited for them when's, yeah, no, when's the first one soon i think it's in like a week or two <sighs> class um it's in february it's it's in early february anyway i i know that um big fan of that so i think it might be the 8th of, or the 9th of february 8th or 9th i think i think the 8th i think the 8th is a wednesday so the 9th i think Okay. Yeah, because my my citizenship ceremony is the eighth, actually. Oh, that's, very good. That, that that's a Wednesday, so you officially become Canadian. Officially become a Canadian, yeah. Um, well, sorry, I officially become a dual citizen, I should say, because I I would not in any way become a uh, uh, a Canadian. Um, but yeah, it should be cool. And then I'm going home in June for my friend Anita's wedding. Um, and it'd be cool bring the Irish passport for when I arrive um in ireland and then bring the canadian for when i arrive back here do you know what's class so like even just even just pr like when we got into the airport uh on the 11th like the 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 immigration area mm-hmm. was jammers yeah like even through the like for context in toronto like you, there's like these machines where you put in your information get a photo and whatnot and mm-hmm. then you go into a queue 
the queue was in through the machines. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that jam. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And then, so we were queuing, like, we were going up and down and around for like 25 minutes. And then there was still like a ways to go. And it was, it was all like American flights and international coming through. And um, these guys looked at us and being like, uh, you guys got Canadian documentation? We're like, yeah, it goes, come through here. And we skipped like, we skipped easily another 30 minutes of queues. Yeah. Yeah, went, into the, went into the visa officer. She's like, uh, what have you got? I was like, permanent resident. She's like, right, go on. Go yeah, like they don't even check that. They see the card. They're like, okay, go on. Oh man, it's, it's be- considering like all the guff you have to go through yeah. as like a, a temporary worker and stuff beforehand. To go up to permanent resident now, you're just like, Dating. yeah, and it's gonna be even better because when usually when you're in Dublin Airport and you're getting on the flight, they usually ask you before you get on the flight, like before you go up to the. They did of, ask me that last yeah, time. They yeah, they do yeah. that usually in uh, Dublin Airport. So they're usually like, what visa do you have? And they check your visa before you land because they don't want you having to return back to Ireland basically on a free flight. Yeah. Um. So usually you're like, oh, permanent resident, is it? I was like, yeah, I had my card. He goes, geez, you want to be close to uh, citizenship by now, are you? I was like, yeah, I actually am getting it there in February. He's like, oh man, that'd be sick. So it's going to be cool to be able to go up and to be like, for residency, is it? And I'll be like, no, citizenship, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so it should be good. Um, but yeah, overall, anyway, looking forward to the uh, Prem, looking forward to the next few months. It should be really good. Like, honestly, I think the games this year are going to be class. Like, the Europa League games, United are in one final now, at least. Um, and we're currently looking like we're beating Reading here in the FA Cup. So, um, yeah, so like hopefully two finals. You know, I just think a, tro- a trophy on top four would be absolutely insane yeah. for, for Ten Hag to take over one of the worst Uniteds ever in Premier League era in a minimum. And to turn that around with four signings, five signings, one of which was free, and t- turn that around into a uh, top four and a trophy would be, I, I think, phenomenal anyway, personally. Oh, huge achievement. I, he's he's already overachieved. Oh, yeah, massive. Um, and, like, he's, like, regardless of, I, I don't think, I think we're going to finish having a good season. I don't think we're going to collapse. Um, well, I think mainly for me, man, is, like, who gets injured. Like, if we get an injury to, say, Bruno, Rashford, and... Martinez and Varane, we're in fucking trouble. Our or Casemiro, we're in huge trouble. Do you so, mean all, do you mean all of them or any of them? I, I think. Well, I mean, okay. Because if you go say if you say all of them, it's like that's saying like anyone. If no, you so take I mean, kind of, I mean, like any team. one or two from that group, but right, yeah, mainly yeah, yeah. Cas- if Casemiro gets injured, if Rashford, because Rashford's been, uh, in my opinion, Bar Haaland the best player in the Prem this year. Um arguing oh. uh, who's better name a better player than Marcus Rashford this season um ha- okay so Haaland Casemiro Partey he has Partey has been unbelievable for Arsenal okay name Different a better capacity. winger then let's say oh yeah like if you're going if you're talking like up top um, yeah that's, that's what I mean not like player because you can say like Casemiro is better than Rashford like, I'm talking like as a winger scoring a lot of goals I don't think there's Jesse Lingard <laughs> I don't no, think, Rashford. Rashford. I don't been, think there's a better player. Rashford has been world Bar-Hand. class at the moment. <laughs> yeah, um, world class. Um, so yeah, I, I I know what you mean. I think I'd love to. I'd love for us to get a few signings in, uh, even if they're like loans in January or like little cheapos, um, like good value cheapos that Ten Hag likes. Okay, Joa, give me your dream summer for United in terms of transfers. Spit out some names, and you've also remember now. We're aiming for the fucking clouds here because apparently we're going to be bought by the Saudis or whoever and money will be no object. So give me your... And again, not like, you know, not like fucking Vinicius Jr. Like, that's not happening. But like... Up top, up top. Up top, Victor Ossiman. I 100% agree with that. Ossiman, up top. He'd be a class signing. Not Kane? Huh? Not Harry Kane. No, I no, I take Osman. I agree with that, but um, I, I, but I think we actually could end up getting Kane though. I want Osman to be perfectly honest with you. I won't moan if we get Kane. I like, won't moan, but, but Osman's younger. Osman's what like twenty five or six, and he's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I take fucking Kvaric Kelly as well. Actually, fucking yes, he, the guy from that. But yeah, he's he ridiculous. Kvaradana, he is. I think, I think, I think we have too many wingers though at this stage. No, no, yeah, like we. Um, um who else? 
Uh, let me have a thing. Well, I mean, for me, Bellingham would be the dream, but I don't think that's that's remotely happening for think, for think, United. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I think Frankie a Frankie de Jong. Yeah, me, I'd be happy. Be a, a Frankie de Jong, Casemiro, and Bruno is an absolutely disgusting midfield. Awesome man, so balanced as well. Awesome man, uh, de Jong. I assume we're getting rid of Maguire, so like defensive backup. I think your man, um, Din J Kim. The guy from Napoli, I think he's class. He is unreal. Will we get two players from Napoli? They're apparently they're they're, they're apparently they're yeah. notoriously tough to negotiate with. Maybe we look at your man like uh, Guardiola or whatever his name is. Guardiola, yeah, he, he'd, he'd be very Croatia, good. Right? Um, but uh, like maybe a centre back. Um, okay. I don't know exactly who. A right back, I think. Maybe like um, what's his name? The the guy from um, the Netherlands. What the fuck is his name? Oh, you're on uh, Dumfries. Dumfries, yeah. Dumfries, maybe. Or even Frimpong. I've seen those two been been. I also saw a fucking Hakimi because apparently he's not happy at PSG. But other than that, oh, for no, no chance. There's no yeah, way no we're getting Hakimi. Like, fuck that. Um, yeah, do, do you know I'm surprised? No oh, one's... keeper as well. Sorry. Yeah, I, I would actually take Sa or Sanchez. I think very good keepers who are proven in the Premier League and mm. can play ball. Who who else are you gonna get? That's an unreal world class popper. Who Costa? Which which what's Costa's that now? Um, what's his name? I I, I'm try, I can't remember what fucking what fucking club he plays for. What's his, is is um? It's like I'll I'll Google there quickly. Go on in and keep 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 going in there with that. Who else you uh think? Do you know? Do you know? I'm surprised no one's gone in for yeah. Your man Amrabat from um the Moroccan from Fiorentina. Yeah, Diogo Good. Costa. For from Porto, he's class. I haven't seen any of him. Uh, and, he, and and he's. I I think I think Sar Sa Sanchez over in the Premier League and they're proven and they're they're very good. Like on their feet, they're they're amazing with the reaction saves. Um, I, I think oh I think if we're going if we're going Prem keeper, I, I think it's one hundred percent Raya. With who? Brentford Raya. Oh really? Oh, I think a hundred percent. If you're gonna go for another prem keeper, I think million percent it's gonna be Raya from uh, Brentford. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen enough of him either to be honest to make a to make an informed decision there. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So I think yeah, I think for me it would be keeper, center back, right back, midfield striker, and that's like that's crazy. But again, because we have Saudi owners who are gonna splash Lakash. I, I think I, I think it's possible, and I think yeah, I think for me it would be, it'd be uh, Costa would be my number one keeper that I'd like or Roya, um, H um not Hakimi, fuck's sake, Dumfries right back, uh, Kim from Napoli. I, I, again, these are like my players I'd love to get. Yeah, yeah. Bellingham, obviously, again, we're not gonna get him, but Bellingham would be the number one target. But it's gonna be number one target for every midfield this summer. Uh, I think more realistic target would be Frankie de Jong. Um, and I would like to see us getting a CDM in as well. Uh, like, not a not a high-caliber one, like a up-and-coming young CDM, so that Casemiro can get some rest. Yeah. Uh, and then Osman then up front. Mm. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Costa, Dumfries, uh, Varane, Martinez, Shaw... Casemiro, De Jong, Bruno, Rashford, Sancho or Anthony, and Osman. That's coming very close to winning the league. Yeah, that's as good as the Arsenal team right now. 100% that's coming close to that. Depends uh, on how the other teams do, though. Yeah. But then again, as I said, if Liverpool going to be sold, they could be buying, doing absolute bits in the uh, transfer window because, to be honest, they fucking need to. Um, you know, are, are Arsenal going to be able to keep this up? Are they going to have a drop-off? Are City... Are the city owners gonna fucking double down in the summer and buy if they, if they don't win the league? Like, whew. it's our Newcastle. To be fair to them, have actually been spending sensibly, sensibly as a, as silly as that may be. So, do they turn up the wick now in the summer and possibly fucking now they've Champions League well? football? Yeah. So, I think it's gonna be class. It's a great time to be you know a prem supporter, um, and yeah, overall. Come, come here. Well, before we before we finish up, one last prediction uh, for uh, today as well. Um, it's not football, but uh, Sami Zayn to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Royal Rumble's on tonight. Is it? Yeah. All right, John Cena to Enzo. <laughs> Shane McMahon to make another appearance. Shane, oh, that was scenes. That was actually so scenes last year. Um, but okay, yeah, sure. Look, um, thanks again, Matt, for coming on. We'll try and do these more more regularly. Um, so I hope we will be back next week. Yes, sir. Always right, a pleasure. Talk to you then. Good, Good luck. luck.